You the one on one, no I can't lie You the one on one, say what it is Keep it blunt, new girl for the month Big ride out the bunch And I know that it gets old and it gets cold Just pull up and we outside before the gate cold Need a lot to keep you guys Only realize that it put you sex You all broke but you learned your lesson a long time but you still get sexy Oh, you still got it. Always asking what you doing. Tell him take you shopping. He don't do it for you, baby. Get a different option. Catch you coming out the crib and he ain't coming out of pocket. How long that's gonna take? No, you just wanna escape. No, you just wanna break. But girl, you gotta embrace, yeah. And I know that it gets old and it gets cold. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Halt. This is the special midweek of the uh, season finale week. So we have Austin, our editor on, to be our beginner trader. How you doing, man? Good, man. Good. Uh, stoked to be on. Yeah, sweet, man. Uh, Ant, how you doing? I'm good. Uh, busy with school and stuff, but uh, I'm happy we could get Austin on because without Austin, we wouldn't be able to do this. Like He helps us with all our audio and everything and a big help to us so we appreciate yeah, everything sure. you do yeah, we man, do appreciate it man it's been fun it's been fun sending you a sweatshirt i think we might i might throw a bottle of booze or a couple oh, beers no. in there you might get I'll some look. iowa beers so be dude, ready uh, dude we'll do we'll, we'll review some iowa beers you know? <laughs> all right so ant and i gotta talk about the pink drink i had yesterday because he has strong opinions and i have strong opinions austin i don't know if you have strong opinions I haven't tried it yet, so I just I oh. only saw I only saw the video yesterday. I didn't even know it's that an existed. experience. It really is. It was like awesome and horrible at the same exact time. Like it tasted like the milk was getting curdled, but then it also tasted awesome and amazing. Like it was like strawberries and cream. But you got like milk, milk in it. I thought it was coconut milk. No, it is coconut milk, but like oh. I could taste like some of it being like separated in my mouth. Like it was like. I could taste definitely. And then I would look at it and there was like little milk part. And then like below it was like straight liquid, whatever it was. And I was like, eh, I don't know about that. But then Dude, it tasted pretty decent. I've had it before. It's so good. I just don't what like I know it's coconut milk, but what else is it? What It's uh, um, strawberry. Yeah, it's like strawberry acai. Hey, I'm pulling it up right now because I didn't know exactly what was in it. Yeah, what it's is it strawberry. So? so it's yeah, it's coconut milk, a strawberry, um, a strawberry acai. And there's like freeze dried strawberries in there. It's so They're nice. It's so good. All the manly men are gonna like talk shit. But you have to order it as a pinkity drinkity. You gotta say. I don't pink know. My drink. girlfriend told me that. But dude, it was it was okay. It was like it was like strawberries and cream, but then the texture just like made me kind of want to vomit at the same time. But it was like it tasted like a protein shake. The texture, man, of like some of it's like. I don't, know what, I don't know what you got, but the, the one I had did not taste like that. <laughs> All right, but anyways, man, I had that pizza too. We got to talk about that. The, the oh, one bite. That. Yeah. that was Challenge. good. If you I guys see that at that. the store, yeah, if you guys see that at the store, you got to get it. It was, it was like a Jack's pizza, but you know how Jack's pizza, sometimes the crust is like so thin that it's like, tastes like you're eating a cracker. I don't know what Jack's like, is. I don't, Jack, that's a Midwest thing only, I think. What? I've never even heard of Jack's. That doesn't exist in California. What? What yeah. frozen pizza do you guys get? I usually get like DiGiorno or CPK. We have like Elio's and oh, I forget what. There's like a cult following of Jack's Pizza. What? Never had it. It's, never it's Midwest. It. I've I've seen My a lot of people. Seen a lot of people like post about it. I feel like I see PBR post about Jack's Pizza, so that's how I know it's a Midwest thing. 
The best frozen right. pizza is French bread pizza. French I don't think bread. I've had that. Oh, dude, so I make a, I make a, I make a mean, I make a mean homemade French bread pizza. Really? Oh, that's oh, yeah. Good. With like Italian bread, or do you use something else? Um, yeah, I usually use Italian bread. It's French bread pizza is fire. It's essentially garlic bread with sauce, but hey, you know, yeah. garlic bread's yeah. fucking good. Yeah, it's good. But anyway, you guys got to try it because it's like it's like thick crust, but it like gets crunchy on the bottom, but then doughy in the middle. It was pretty good. It was the best crust I've had of frozen pizza. And I had DiGiorno. I had like lots of matzo, a ton of that shit. Tried that. Do, but do you guys know what unis are? Have you ever heard of unis? The like mobile pizza oven thing. Oh, 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 like the oh, like the outdoor pizza ovens. Yeah, you can, like dude. take it home. Oh, dude, I, I want it so bad. So do I. Like I'm like half tempted to order one. They're not that I'd expensive. I'd be so fat, man. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't eat pizza every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. But if I could, I would. Like I would literally make myself. A- fucking pie for breakfast well, i make a breakfast pizza dude, it cooks them in pizza. like 90 seconds have you guys seen a pizzazz no it's that what is that the play-doh <laughs> that's, thing that's probably like the 20 dollars version of whatever you're talking about it's like this <laughs> it's a little cooker that you put your frozen pizza on it or you're like you make a pizza and you stick it on there and then it rotates bro that's an easy bake oven <laughs> <It's> <laughs> i had one of those when i was 10 <laughs> no but pizzazz are awesome man i know showy trades on on twitter's Shout out Showy Trades was talking to me about pizzazz yesterday because you just get a frozen pizza, you slap it on there, and then it makes the best. It like gets the cheese on top to be like cooked and browned too, but not burn the bottom. So good. Never heard so of that. Good. All right. Well, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk to Austin about beginner trader stuff. He's gonna we're gonna ask him about his story. Um, he's going to, you know, ask us a bunch of bunch of questions. Then we'll we'll do bullish versus bullshit like normal. Um, then we got a few fun questions. But uh yeah, it's a midweek episode. We wanna keep it pretty short for you guys. But uh yeah, we have a fun one coming this weekend. And also reminder, there is a giveaway happening Ooh. on Saturday. Yeah, it's gonna be one of one of our sweatshirts and then one of the uh, slap the bid shirts are being given away. And it's for the season finale, just for fun. So watch the episode. There'll be like the instructions of how to uh, enter and stuff in Saturday's episode, which is with real ones. The entire gang. It's like Mikey, Fappy, um, Fizz, Deb, uh, Herb. Uh, I don't want to forget anybody. Who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting somebody. Nate Davis. Nate. Nate. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if um, Nate might hate me now. Did you see what I tweeted yesterday? No, what happened? Okay. So remember last night when we were recording, he's like, or whenever we recorded, he was like watching futures. He's like, oh, it's going to be a really bad open tomorrow. And it was yeah. like super green. And I just tweeted at him like joking around. And I think he got mad. Oh, no. I'm like, Dude, I was just joking. <laughs> he tweeted me at the end of the day, like a minute after close. He's like, that didn't age well. I'm like, damn, Nate, I was just joking. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Nate, if you're seeing this. Tony didn't mean it. Yeah, still, still love me. But uh, I think we should hop into what we've been trading this week yeah i gotta pull up my you guys talk for a minute i gotta pull awesome. up yeah, we've been trading. trading um i mean the last week or so i mean bitcoin's been fun so i've been trading like btbt has been like easy money for me the last couple of days uh, yeah i saw you call like, that a couple times actually yeah yeah it worked out super well um i mean obviously it's like super dead today with bitcoin being down like two and a half percent yeah three percent now damn um Let's see what else. Any? I've been trading any with you. Me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah with you, Ant. Yeah. That one's been, been great. That one's been good. Um, I'm trying to think. What else have I been? GBR, Jan. I know you've been trading those. Yeah. Yeah. Those, yeah, ones, are, those, those ones are staples. We had, yeah. Those we had are that easy. big pop last week. Do you trade SoFi 
at all? I did not. No, I missed the I missed the boat on SoFi. I was a little late on that one. Were you with me on Spy Puts yesterday? No, I was not. I was I was a I was a I was like at work in the office and missed it. And then by the time I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, no, too late. It's all good. I'm trying to think of what I'm else. Good. LG. Ugh. NNDM? Did you trade NNDM? I am, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm tra- been, been trading that. Picked a bunch of that up at like 530s. I'm just trying AMT to think of what I've been trading. I actually, I finally, I, I sold my last leg of AMTX yesterday. Hell yeah. For yeah. a quick, that was like 110% on that, on that mm-hmm. last leg from like 880s. It was nice. Dude, I, I still remember money. talking about that when it was like four bucks or whatever it was. <laughs> I think, I think. AMTX is actually how I like found out about you, Teddy, because you posted like you posted the TED Talks on it. And I think that yeah. was like the first one that I ever traded. Dude, it was I remember when I when I posted my TED Talk, it was up already like 500 percent in like two months. But I just couldn't ignore it. I was like, this thing is still undervalued. And so then it ran to like 30 bucks and now it's back to like 20 after it went all the way down like to that. eight. And shout out yeah, to Milo dude. for that, though. Yeah. Milo was the one who sniped that yeah. one. He was like, I think this is a good company. Look into it. And then we looked into it and I was like, damn, this thing is way better than a good company. This thing has got some real shit going on. Yeah, Milo's yeah, a genius. I would love to would love to see a a, a pullback on, on AMTX back into the teens again so I can just slap some more. I think I think AMTX and Jivo kind of separated themselves. Um, yeah. They used to run and run together, but AMTX is far and away outperforming Jivo. Yeah. Yeah, but I still love Jivo to scalp. It's very easy to scalp Jivo. I buy yeah. close to six or on un- like under six automatic buy every time. Jivo is like it's like uh before SNDL got really heavy, that's where Jivo is. It's like kinda heavy, but not super heavy. So you can see what's gonna happen before it happens and then just like take that scalp. You can see the level two loading up. You yeah. can see like the uh the people loading on every dip. So you just know it's gonna go and then it goes. It follows exactly what it's supposed to do every time almost. Yeah, um, been, I've still been scalping CEI a little bit this week because you can still kind of get and flush it open and then just take like yeah. 8% real quick and then get out and not touch it for the rest of the day. I just closed my short on CEI. I was, I think I got in today at like 150 something and just closed it for a few few percent. But I've been like um, up and down. I've just been backside, frontside on CEI. Just if it dips a lot, I just buy it, scalp it. And then if it you know gets a little overextended, bam, knock it short. But I was I've been trading NAOV. I traded yesterday. Um, let's see here. NAOV I traded yesterday. AMTX I sold for like hundred percent like you. I had spy puts towards the end of the day because it had a head and shoulders on the five minute. So it was just an easy call just to get out of it. And then RRD this morning was really fun. That one is like one from a long time ago that I traded. I traded RRD on earnings a while back because they have like contracts to do um uh, election years they get like contracts to uh like print out ballots print out mail out ballots that kind of shit so i knew their earnings were going to be like pretty pretty good for that quarter but i couldn't figure out why analysts had it like the same as the quarters before so i just like bought a bunch and then i was down like 30 percent because for some reason right before earnings it like tanked and then they came out with earnings that had like 400 percent or something crazy and then they went all the way up and i made like 100 percent. and then it came all the way back down it was like a crazy like two hours of my day i was just like dude i'm gonna lose all my money and then oh i'm gonna make all my money and then it was back down but yeah and then i took i took ocgn um this morning it's kind of one of those that runs all day um or like consolidates and then end of day runs too. So I took that at like 905, sold it for a couple percent and then like just got out at even, I think. 
Um, but I'm looking at that one end of day to day, and it's Tuesday, so that's what I've been trading. Was it my turn? Yeah. Uh, so I've been trading. I've been trading a lot of the same stuff. Austin's been trading like any GBR, Jan, Jivo. What else have I been trading? LGHL. That was a really good one from last week. I think that almost went 100%. That was just like some shit penny, but the chart looked really good. NNDM, I've been trading. I traded AMTX. Uh, I don't know. That's about it. I liked it. I mean, GBR, Jan, Jivo. I put out a list last week, like an updated scalp list. Like, I, dude, you can play those every week, multiple times a week. Like, you can play them every day, honestly. Like, yeah. if you really wanted to. Like, I just... Those are the kind of plays I really like, stuff that I know how they're going to move, and I can, something that I'm, like, familiar with, I can go heavier in if it's a penny. Like, Jan, I can go heavy in because I just know it's going to bounce back. Like, I know it's going to bounce 30, 40 cents, and then I just keep my limits in, so. Yeah, I mean, yesterday you could have bought it at, like, 5.78 and sold it at, like, 6.15 at one point. Yeah, it's so easy to play. Easy, easy 40 cents right there. Yep. There's a bunch of them like that, especially like pretty much all low floats. You can like just kind of gauge like that, like FWPs that way. Like a lot of them. Um, I used to play JUPW like that too. Um, but I mean, yeah. since then, I haven't done it very much recently. Um, but yeah, there's a lot that you can do like that. Um, I know, I know, like we were talking, there's a lot also that are like Jivo where it's you can predict the movement beforehand that are easier to see um large caps are kind of that way like the percentages you're going to get that's why you do options on it that kind of stuff but um large floats you can kind of see what's happening cei is kind of that way you can see what's happening before it happens it takes a little time to move um and some things just trade heavy like like cei sndl um so yeah just if you're trading those those small floats just make sure that you're like keeping those limits in and if you're trading the heavy ones just make sure that you're keeping an eye on it to make sure it doesn't go bare on you but um yeah austin we wanted to uh let you kind of just have the floor talk about your story a bit tell us kind of how you started trading what you've been like seeing for yourself like have you been growing have you been hitting some roadblocks that kind of stuff anything that you want to talk about yeah for sure i mean i started trading like i guess i like actually trading at like the beginning of this year, like right before like the AMC GME, like explosion of like retail investors, because I had like opened up, you know, my own investing account, like Roth, cause I got a new job and I was like, Oh, I've got extra money. Like that's what people do with extra money is they invest it. Um, and then I started seeing like stuff on, on Twitter about trading. I was like trying to do some research and figure out like actual, like, you know, long-term growth, not like, day trading, scalping, short-term swings. And then just came across like, uh, I want to say, I think probably came across like Yates or someone like that first. I was going to say, who do you, who do you find first on Twitter? It was probably Yates, wasn't it? Is It was, it was either Yates or, or Zach Morris. Morris. Yeah. Yeah. Or like those are the two kind of, it was probably one of those because I remember like, you know, checking out Atlas and like got in, I think, started like trying to day trade and having no idea what I was doing in like December or January of like 2020 or 2021. And then someone had called like AMC at like $2 in, I don't, I don't know. It was probably on Twitter. And I think that was, that was Zach. I think it was. And that was like the first like trade that I had that went like, obviously it went insane because of the entire like AMC yeah. GME, the whole thing. Um, and that's kind of what like got me excited about like actually learning how to day trade. 
that was so your was like, like beginner luck moment yeah that was my like oh shit like this just oh, went shit. from two two dollars to eighteen dollars oh shit this is the easiest thing in the world <laughs> yeah exactly. i've been doing this my entire life <laughs> oh yeah exactly and it's like you know at that point like you could just like throw a dart at a penny ticker and it would just like go up 40 percent the next day like you yeah. kind of couldn't yeah. kind of couldn't lose at that point well, it's a, dude, I have a funny story before you continue. There's this girl from my hometown, and she's posting all over Snapchat like, oh, just made 30 grand on AMC, and she had absolutely no clue what she was doing. She's like, and posting her, her Robin Hood, she's like, oh, just made 30 grand on AMC. Like, what are you, all you, like, broke people doing, like, not putting money in the market? Like, just talking so arrogant. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then uh, she lost it all, like, the next day, yeah. doing the same. I'm like... That's what yeah, you wait get. until you have a bad day then. Like, geez, if you make 30K in one day, you're going to make like you, you wanna, know, negative 40K the next day. You want to get on Snapchat and talk all this shit and like, then that's what you get. But anyway, that was a funny Yeah, thing. so like that happened and I was just like, people were starting to like live stream and do like chart reviews and things like that. I feel like like Brady and um, RCB were like, you know, doing stuff. So I was like yeah. kind of learning, but also just kind of like, everything was winning and just like anything that someone posted on Twitter, like kind of just went for a while. So that was like my introduction to it. And I kind of learned, but didn't really. And then March, what March or April came around and everything just died. And I just like all the gains I had made and not actually locked up. Yeah. I just like lost them all. And I was like, that's common. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, that's like a, that's like how most people start. That's how I started. Like I've told the story on here before, I was playing some OTC something. It was legitimately the first trade I'd ever taken, and I made I was up like eight hundred, nine hundred bucks, and I it was I put so much money into it, it was moving by like hundred dollar increments, and I was watching it. I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna be rich, and I and I end up losing six hundred dollars in the next like five minutes. <clears throat> yeah, well, then it's like you know at that point it's like I have no idea like when to take profits, when to scale yeah. out, like how to read anything. I'm like, you know, you see someone post, you know, it's, uh, you know, whatever. T- I, I think one of the ones that, that I made a ton of money that lost a ton of was TRCH. Oh you yeah. Know? I remember that. That one like, flew and died. Like it was like so quick. I was, it was like, I remember it was, it, it like went a hundred percent. It went from like two bucks to like four bucks. And I was like, no, nah, it's going to 10. And I didn't. And I was like driving from Seattle to back to LA like that day and I looked at my phone and I was like, looked at my PL and I was like, oh, hell yeah, it's going to keep going. And then like, <laughs> didn't sell because I was like, it's going to keep going. Yeah. Austin you know, stops at a car dealership to look at a new car on the way because he's like, I'm going to be rich. Dude, you know, I got a story like, to tell I'm... you guys too about this. <laughs> so back in, in, um, oh, when was this? April 30th of 2020 or yeah, back when the market was like really, really hot, I was like, pretty like seasoned trader by then like i'd done like a pretty good amount of dd and stuff and like learned a lot of trading and like i was about to like i think i got onto twitter in like june of 2020 so like and by then i was pretty good so like i had made a lot of money i was like doing well and this was may 2020 and it was uavs and there was a man whose name starts with an s and rhymes with um pan who i saw like post about it or something on twitter before i even made thick teddy and I was like, I did some DD on it. And for some reason, I was convinced that they had that stupid Amazon partnership that is never coming. That was yeah. like 
going to happen apparently. And so I like put a ton of money into this thing at like 30 cents. And this was back when I was like, I didn't have the same rules of taking profit, which has done me so well by now. It was more of take profit at like 50% because the market was so hot during that time. Um, start taking profit at 50, stop taking profit at like 200, that kind of thing, which is nuts to think about now. Yeah, I got in at 30 cents, but then I was so convinced that it was going to run like all the way that it went up to $5 and I did not sell. And then it came all the way back down to $1. And at that point I'd averaged up to like $3 was my average. And so I just got absolutely hammered. Like this was like, I had a full position at 30 cents and then I like tripled my position to make the average $3. And looking back on that, man, it just makes me like wonder, like, what was I doing? I had two years of trading under my belt at that point, And I still was like YOLOing that hard into like a Amazon partnership pump. So yeah, I, we all have those stories, man, where it's just like, you do something so stupid and you look back on it and you're just like, I think oh, about yeah. how many people did that with like CEI and all this other shit. Like there's yeah. a lot of people that did that that same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then look at the backside on that trade from five dollars down to a dollar in three days. Ew, yeah, I think I, it halted down like eighteen fucking times that one day, where it just like kept holding down and coming back up. Yeah, I posted that chart. I don't know if any if you guys saw it, but it took twenty nine days. It it essentially ran for twenty nine days. I mean, it pulled back a day or two, a couple of days. It did, a, did a thousand percent. Yeah, it yeah it was like nine hundred or a thousand percent in twenty nine days, and it took legitimately one hour for it to pull all the way back. Like that just goes yeah. to show you, like I don't know, it, the the backside comes way faster. Way Dude, faster. At the point of that short report, it was like it had had a bad day, but then it was also kind of like flagging decently. Like it wasn't like looking horrible. Like it was looking like okay, it's coming back down, but like you could see this as a flag on like the hourly, and then just that. Yeah. opposite of a Shrek boner candle down from what was that three bucks all the way to you know like under a dollar for a little while there. I'm sure they had that typed up for a while and we're just waiting to, for any oh, yeah. sign, of, sign of weakness because they knew oh, yeah. exactly what would happen yeah yeah it's uh, yeah I have learned to you know be just cautious with chart, it and you with, could just see what was going to happen too yeah, yeah. I've learned to be cautious with, with the with the with the with just in general with like any sort of fan twit type of thing because there's just there's so many eyes on so many things that it's like it's good to like use as like a gauge but not like you yeah. live and die by it and which is something i didn't realize at first yeah yeah it's like one of those things where you can also um, use it as a screener and then just kind of do your own thing afterwards figure out your own thoughts on things yeah absolutely that's definitely what it, i use it for mostly now yes yeah. so what would you say like you you struggled with the most like the profit taking originally yeah at the start yeah it would be like understanding where like where to take profits like defining like okay this is like a possible supply zone here or like a resistance zone here so like i should sell some here because there's a good chance like if it doesn't break through this is coming back down or like cool i'm risking you know this i'm risking you know 10 cents to make 50 cents a share or something like that you know i didn't really have like defined levels it was just like Someone said this ticker, yeah. I'm going to buy it because well, there's momentum and we're going to like see where it goes. And I have, and then I'll just like randomly sell some of it because like, oh, it might go down. Yeah. I think we all, like all of us too, like we start on our phones and we don't even know how to chart. We don't even look at a chart. We use the line chart for so long, yeah. man. Like 
<laughs> you <laughs> don't know how to change Yahoo. the candlestick one. Yeah. Yeah, but like you're on you're on Google looking up tickers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you don't even look at a chart. Like <laughs> that's funny. Like you could literally have been like a big be- there were probably so many beginner traders who looked at CEI, didn't even see that the chart was up that much. Like had no idea that it was they were probably thinking like, oh, this stock is four dollars. They say it's gonna go up. It's it's like probably spent four dollars for a long time. Didn't even look at the chart, bought it, and then realized like I bought it when it was like thirty cents two weeks ago. Like way later. Yeah. That's I mean, it's it's you can't really I mean, you can't really blame people either because we've all been there. So you're seeing these you're seeing people say give it throwing price targets around and again this isn't me talking like shit or throwing shade but you can't blame them they don't know like we didn't know austin didn't know when he started me and you didn't know when we started you just you can't really blame them you know how many limit orders they're in for five dollars and that never hit Mm -hmm. it's just i don't know you know and i feel like you know you once you once you like have that big loss like so many people just get like so like mentally upset and pissed off that they just like don't want to do it again oh yeah oh 100 percent. and then anybody that saw any red on that position started to panic hard like there's probably a ton of people that sold for a pretty big time loss i mean it did oh, yeah. bounce back like a couple of days after a little bit but i don't know i still feel bad for the people that got caught up in that yeah i mean it's a big learning lesson for a lot of those people. They'll they'll come out of it if they can like push through the whole losses they took. All the people with like three or four dollar averages, if they can just like look look at this as a lesson of how to like manage FinTwit because it really was. It was a lesson of like trade your own plan and actually like learn stocks before you like throw a bunch of money at something that somebody says. Um, they'll get they'll get a lot further if they can just stick to that and actually learn rather than like get mad, which. I mean, I can see why they're mad and I can see why they're blaming, but like that's just not going to get you anywhere. You're not actually going to like learn anything from this this mistake. I also the the whole like concept of like trying to point a finger at somebody like Zach Morris, like you got to look at from when he called it to the performance of what it did. And, and so so yes, like you can point fingers at him and say he was saying that this was going to go run more than it was but at the same time why are you not why are you not paying yourself on the way up like why are you not securing profit if you're not a complete newbie and know nothing if you're a little have at least some experience why are you not doing that like i remember i tweeted something like if you're not taking it was up like 300 percent. i'm like if you're not taking profit here it's that's irresponsible and i was just being honest and i got so much shit for it that's when somebody tweeted oh you should listen to zach morris more no, how about you just how about you take some profit because like we say, <laughs> the backside comes happens in thirty minutes after a thirty day run. Like Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. That's just <laughs> the backside comes so quick. That's why sometimes it's so much easier to be a short. Like when the market is heavy like this too, like things just panic sell way quicker than things run up, it seems like. So like I know that there's there's a lot of people like Fappy uh, and real ones, Thiz and real ones. They like to uh, like short quite a bit, and like if you can learn how to short and you can do it successfully, you're gonna make a absolute boatload of money, especially on like news runners or like things that are artificial pumps. Like you're gonna make a boatload of money. I short sometimes, not that often. I don't alert it a lot. I started to alert it a little more because of the money that can be made there. But like if you can, you're gonna you're gonna absolutely grow your account. Yeah, it's it's I mean it's one thing to predict a move to the upside, but if you have any basis of being able to read a chart, you can kind of tell like 
when something's going to flush. Or you can see that move starting to happen, and you can make a shit ton of money doing it. That's for next season, talking about shorting yeah. and different strategies. But Yeah, the biggest thing I want to – I'll talk about this for like 30 seconds, though, about shorting, and then we'll move on. But shorting, like the best way to short to start off is to find news runners where you can go back on the daily chart – and see those news days where it ended red or like popped up and then that same day dropped all the way down like if it because like a lot of them will open up 50 percent and end down like five percent or even yep. only up like 10 percent at that point that's the best way to find is things that have done that in the past will likely repeat that um but next season we'll talk a crap load about shorting and a lot about options too like more in-depth option stuff and more just like i guess more specific strategies to how to trade short, long, all that stuff. A good two good examples of that are Jan and Jivo. Both had they both had news today and they both their run was thirty minutes. I don't but I think PXS is gonna I think PXS is gonna be a super good swing here. Is that that Greek shipper? Is it Greek or is it Chinese? I thought it was Greek. Because I used to play this a lot. Don't you not play shippers anymore? What? I said, don't you not play shippers anymore? Oh, no. I I forget what I played and got absolutely destroyed. I got fucked on ship a while ago. (laughs) Wait, is it ship? Is that the right one? CTRM. CTRM fucked me too, dude. I remember when people were saying shipper run was happening and then it never happened and I just got murdered. Wasn't that? Who was saying that? I got burned on tops real bad one time. Tops, dude. Tops is another one, bro. <laughs> that was that was one of, that was one of those that was one of those didn't take profit and all of a sudden just gone. Yeah. I feel like we ought to put this in the fucking <laughs> video, dude. Shippers. <laughs> I think we've all had a shipper horror story. <laughs> Even when like, they were like, like <laughs> when they were twelve cents or something, and then we were like, dude, where does it? It can't go to zero. It can't go below point ten or whatever. And then it literally goes to like point eight. <laughs> Like a right, is, that like a, is that like a rite of passage? Like you got to get burned by a shipper at least once to earn a yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think CTRM, <laughs> C- C- CTRM at one point dropped like three offerings in one day. <laughs> Dude, just look at that chart. It goes gap down, gap down, gap down. Like it literally just like, when was that? February of 2020 had a massive run and then just gap down, gap down, gap down. Yeah. And now we're... <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is the one. If you look back at it, it goes to like a bajillion dollars. <laughs> you just like keep looking back, or maybe that's ship. I don't know. No, it's CTRM. It was like three hundred dollars. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Imagine, imagine holding, being like, "No, no, no, dude, it's good. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna bounce back." This is a good company, <laughs> bro. If you just. Dude, ship! Oh my gosh, dude! Go on the daily of ship. I'm like still trying to go back. I'm at seventy thousand dollars per share. Oh my gosh! It at its maximum price, like all offerings or whatever included, was a hundred and eighty thousand dollars a share back in two thousand and eight. <laughs> it's gonna be a no for it's gonna be a it's gonna be a no for me, dog. I think oh I think that's undervalued. I- <laughs> <laughs> It's going to it's going it's going to two hundred boys. Dude, fuck getting a Burke A. I'm getting one <laughs> ship. <laughs> uh, that's oh so no! Cool. Oh man! 
Dude, there was somebody the other day, like two weeks ago, that was like trying to break them down technically. I'm like, you're wasting your time. Trying to break CTR membership down? Yeah, they were like throwing all this like analysis on it. I'm like, dude, you're wasting your time. Uh, oh, fuck. I mean, oh. I guess ship is comparable to uh, Burke A then because you can't really anal- analyze Burke A either. <laughs> uh, we found it. We found it. That's funny. Uh, damn. Okay. I think, wait, is this is it time for questions for us that we want them to ask? Yeah, yeah. I think we should hop into that. Yeah, let's do it. So, All Austin, right. whatever you question, whatever questions you have for us, um, I know. Yeah, I'm trying to think what I asked last time, so I can re-ask this because I think they were. By last questions. time, he means that uh, we recorded this before and it got messed up. And it got all messed up, so we're doing it again for you guys because yeah. we like you. Yes, but some might say we love you. Oh, oh, oh. oh we need to talk. Um, Never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go. <laughs> okay. Um, I think like one big question, like for me as like a beginner that I struggled with was like de- like determining like what indicators to use and like how you like use them in conjunction with each other like what do you think is important like indicators to use and like how do you use them to like with each other to like determine like good entry points or good swings things like that yeah Teddy you want to yeah. go first yeah I'll go first let me pull up my uh my old trading view I actually just bought the trading view, like so the whatever the like thirty dollar one is. Yeah, I haven't had it for so long. It is, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so if you're a beginner, um, next season we'll have ant talk, supply demand, volume profile, that kind of stuff. But if you're a beginner, um, for me, I think you need to stick with the things that are like commonly used by everyone. So obviously volume, um, and then I would say. MA20, MA50, and MA200 are like the three that would probably be the easiest. Um, And the way you can use those in conjunction to each other, uh, I'm trying to find a good chart to talk about on this one. Um, I'll just, I'll start with Wish. So like if we're, if we're looking at Wish right now, um, it's below all three indicators and how you could like use that um, would be when it crosses the 20 MA, then you want to buy when it actually gets above. Um, this is a Mitch Pick strategy, by the way, that I've used for a long time too, but he's kind of the person who like, because in my head, I knew I was doing it, but I couldn't put it into words until he talked about it. So like at the, the 20 MA, um, it'll often bounce down. Like it'll often get rejected at the 20 MA. Uh, but if it doesn't, if it breaks through it, then it's often headed right for the 50 MA. And then it's probably going to get rejected at the 50 MA. But if you can get a solid like... Um, cross of the 20 where it has strength and has volume um, and then get it to move. It's probably going to move right to the 50 MA and uh, either get rejected or bust through. But either way, there's a trade there. So right now the 20 MA is 568 and the 50 is 688. So there's a trade there. Um, that's, that's a solid, what is that? Like 20% right there? Maybe, maybe 20%. I can't really do math right now, um, <laughs> but 20% right there. Um and then you can also use that as in like if it's below um, the the 50 and it's trying to cross, uh, you can use it as like a, a 50 to 200. But that's something I do a lot less and only on like longer term plays like AMTX is one that I would use like the crosses above the 50 and then I want to hit the 200, something like that. But 
if it's above the 200 MA, then that's something that you can use the 200 MA as support and the 50 MA will probably be support as well. So those are good times to enter like uh, a swing trade is if, if it's above both of those um, and it comes down and touches them, then that's a good entry point. Um, the 200 MA is stronger. The 50 MA is pretty strong. 20 MA is a little less strong, but uh, that's a good way to use them is if it's above as support and if it's below resistance where it's likely to, if it can bust through, keep going and gain momentum. Um, and then the other way that I use them is as a crossing kind of like momentum um, kind of tracker, I would say. So like if the 20 crosses the 50, then you know that you have short-term momentum. Um, it's kind of like a, some people call it a golden cross. A golden cross is technically the 50 MA crossing above the 200 MA. Um, but you can also use it as the, the 20 crossing above the 50. Some people do use like the 10 above the 20 as well, that kind of stuff. But if it crosses above, then you can expect some momentum for a few days at least. Same to, to be as if it crosses below, then you can expect like sometime within the next week, there's going to be some like negative, uh, I guess, movement. And that doesn't work all the time. Like it's, it's sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work, but it's enough of the time to where you can gauge it and use it. And also if you pair it together with um, volume, like if there's high volume and the 20 MA is crossing above the 50, or if the 50 is crossing above the 200, then that's a great indicator to use. Um, and then I would throw in Bollinger Bands with that just to show you consolidation, because a lot of times when you're a beginner, consolidation is hard to see. Um, so Bollinger Bands, the tighter they get, the more it's consolidating and the tighter they get, the more it's likely to see like a big move one way or the other. Um, so yeah, that's all you really need to know is if Bollinger Bands are getting tight and the 20 MA crosses above the 50 or the 50 above the 200, then it's likely looking for a move up. And if they cross below, then it's likely a move down. That's what I would say. It's probably the best, um, beginner kind of indicator strategy. Love it. Yeah. I, uh, I use a lot of those. I don't know if Teddy talked about like MACD, VWAP, I, and like stochastics, um, those to me for a beginner are pretty useful too. <clears throat> the thing is, is I use a, a bunch of indicators when I post a chart, I like to clean it up. Cause like, if I'm looking at this, it looks like if you've never, if you've never like looked at a chart or you don't have experience looking at a chart, it will look very confusing. Like there's lines everywhere, but like there's shit everywhere. It looks like spaghetti on my screen. So I like to clean it up when I post it, but I'd say for beginners, I would stick with your, uh, moving averages. I like to use the 90 MA a lot for uh, scalping. Like I'm looking at any right now, and it's just it was earlier today just riding the 90 MA. That's a, <clears throat> the 90 MA is really good for like uh, support and resistance. Um, VWAP can be as well, um, but it's hard with a, with a lot of penny stocks. Sometimes technicals don't always hold true. When you get near your like large caps, that's when technical analysis becomes like super important. Um, and being able to read a chart, but, uh, just a, a tip, like I know Teddy and I use trading view. If you use trading view, there's like, um, community made scripts that are great. That will include like your 2050, 200 moving averages, averages all in one. And like, that's something I use. So like, you don't have to use a specific indicator for the 50 MA, the 200 MA, um, so those are really good. There's a lot of really good community scripts on TradingView. Um, but yeah, I like my, my bread and butter kind of is I love using MACD, Stochastics, and Bollinger Bands in unison with one another. Um, the more the more thing like indicators that look technically sound and bullish, the higher probability 
you have for having a successful trade. So that's something I like to use. I, I swear by supply and demand, but that's something we want to get into next uh, next season. Supply and demand isn't an indicator. It's essentially you're drawing uh, your support, which is demand, and supply, which is resistance areas on a chart. It's just essentially where unfilled bids are. Um, but we'll get into that next season. But that's, I mean, I use pretty much the same stuff as Teddy does. So, yeah, yeah I definitely. would say um, the other thing like that'll add on to that kind of is no very very simple candlestick psychology. So you don't need to know like like bullish engulfing that kind of stuff. You don't need to know all that stuff. But I would I would really really highly recommend like knowing how to read like a wick. Like if there's a a large bottom wick, then know that that's buyer stepping in um, and knowing that that bottom wick was caused by buyers buying when it was that low. And when a lot of buyers are buying when it's low, then, you know, I mean, a lot of people are betting for it to go up. If there's, you know, big wicks on the top, then people are betting for it to go down um, and they're, they're holding strong. So, you know, if there's a, a large daily wick on the top upper candle, then you know that it got stuffed high and what is it happens when it gets stuffed high people probably stuff it more then they slowly move it down and then stuff it more stuff it more um that's just something really easy that you guys can think about um if it's just a big candle then you can think about okay so it, it ran and there's not a lot of wick on it so it ran without much resistance and then it did not get stuffed like you can just think about that kind of stuff and that's something that'll help you guys a lot as well yeah something real quick to add to that is like if you are familiar with supply and demand or like if you follow me, you know I've put out some lessons on how to use supply and demand. A really great strategy for supply and demand when you get more experience is bidding within the zone. Um, like I always preach, wait for confirmation, and like confirmation within the zone is we want to see like a, a bullish pivot, like a green close in within the zone, and then followed by another green close on the five minute. But a lot of like a great strategy is to bid towards the bottom of the demand zone because what you'll see is a huge wick, like Teddy mentioned. Um, where buyers have their bids in place and you can you can literally get out within the zone if you wanted for quick 10 20 cents so that's another really great strategy but that's stuff we'll talk about next season yeah it's definitely i've seen you post a lot about that and i've been working on like supply and demand a lot in my day trading specifically yeah you know definitely it's good it's useful yeah it's like a new world of trading yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's I need to. I need to catch up on that. I know a little bit, but I need. I might need to watch Ant's episode on that next season. Ant's been Ant's been posting lots of lots of videos and and lessons on it. That Still one guy, on, but it's definitely day trading addict is. I know he tra- he like trades forex. Yeah, um, but he his videos are so good. I mean, concept stands across you know forex equities yeah. whatever. Same strategy, just. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I guess another thing like for me starting that I struggled with starting out was like knowing like what to study and like how much, like, should I be like, how much time should I be reviewing charts that I, you know, from the day or my trades of the day, or like watching videos, like we just mentioned of like different strategies and understanding that like when you guys were starting and even now, like, how do you kind of divide up your time in, in terms of like studying versus trading versus like the rest of you know whatever you're you know preparing for the week yeah i would i would say for me um i recommend a lot of i'd say sunday because saturday i don't really do much i just kind of be a lazy ass and don't really 
But Sundays, like preparing for the week, um, I would say that that's probably one of the biggest things for my week is studying on Sundays. I spend like a good like five, six hours, sometimes even eight hours on Sundays, just like putting a list together, getting good theses out. And then also just like sharpening my like day trading skills, like checking out day trades that it took last week. Um, also do like probably like 30 minutes at night of just like doing that. But when I was beginning, I would say um, stick to what you feel is right. Like stick to what is comfortable. I don't like, you don't want to overdo it because if you overdo it, you're going to, you know, get tired of it. You're going to get burned out, that kind of stuff. But I would say definitely stick to like, if you can do like an hour at night, um, that's probably pretty solid. And if you have a day job and you can't trade all day, then an hour at night, um, you're going to be tired from work and stuff. An hour at night is probably just fine. If you're day trading all day, because it's what you do, uh, but you're a beginner still, um, then yeah, at night, an hour at night of just like reviewing trades, reviewing charts, a lot of things that you can do that I like to, uh, kind of recommend to people that I meet with is, um, review a chart, like a large cap, like go to like AMD or NVIDIA or, you know, Myrna, Moderna, or like, um, like J and J just see what you think is going to happen. Come back like a few days later, see if it happened, come back another few days later, see what happened, like that kind of stuff. You don't have to be in a trade. You can just kind of like sharpen your skills because large caps, like trends are a little stronger on large caps. Um, so yeah, just, just an hour at night, I would say is probably right. And then just reviewing those large cap charts and continuing to like keep yourself accountable for, I was wrong. And this is why I was wrong. I was right. And this is why I was right. Um, but nothing too crazy. I wouldn't like, I don't recommend like four hours at night, sleep for four hours and like all that crazy shit. Like, I don't recommend that. I think just like slowly taking your time and then experience in the market is really kind of the the biggest thing. So just as long as you can just stay in the market and update yourself, that kind of stuff, you'll be good. Yeah. I, uh, I think the, the most important things are one reviewing your trades. So, uh, a great, tool to do that is trader sync i talked about it before you can journal your trades um and then i like to at the end of the day so say i take five trades i win four of them and lose one or i lose a majority of them and i only win one i'll i'll be like okay so what happened here well did i enter at the wrong time did did the chart just break down because sometimes that just happens in pennies especially like it'll just break down you you nailed the entry you were right you were right on the entry. It just did not play out how it was supposed to. And that's super important. I think like, look, see if your losses are because you're making mistakes or you took the right entry and it just was a bad day overall in the market. You're it flushed through support and then it just killed the momentum that happened to me two weeks ago or something. There was one day I took like three or four scalps out of demand and they all just broke down. And I went back and looked, I'm like, damn, like, did I, were my zones off Was something off, but essentially my entries were right. It just, it, they just broke down. So I think that's super important. You got to see if you're making mistakes and repeating those mistakes. If you're making mistakes and you continuously repeat the same mistake, okay. Then if you, if you're taking bad entries, then that's what you need to work on. That was me for a while. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that was right? me for a long time. But then you like, oh, I entered way too high. But then you were able to to adjust and and you were self aware enough to be like, okay, well, this I need to stop doing this. Yeah. And it's scaling it's, in is so key for that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's like you gotta you gotta it's one thing at a time. You're probably gonna be making three, four, five different mistakes, taking bad entries, Jason, like all these different things. Um, so I really think it's important that you review your trades at the end of each day. 
see what happened. See if you were making mistakes. See, like if you had a really good day, see why you had a good day. If you, the, the opposite end of that spectrum is if you had a really good day, but your entries weren't good, it was just a crazy day. Like you say you're trading any and you chased it, but it just kept going. That's really not a good strategy. You know what yeah. I mean? So you need to you need to review your trades. And another thing I think is books are great, but there's nothing better than YouTube. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Like you can teach yourself anything through YouTube. It, YouTube gives you that visual to see, like, okay, this person's talking supply and demand. He's showing me on a chart with supply and demand, drawing his zones. You can mimic that then to your chart. So. Uh, I, yeah, YouTube is uh, an amazing tool and that's essentially how I learned. Like I just taught myself. So, yeah. Well, I think, um, since we're got to keep this short since we both got class and shit, but, um, bullish versus bullshit. Let's do it. The, uh, the fun section that everyone seems to love today. We're talking, uh, we got, we got one crypto, one sector, and then a name that everyone knows. So we're going to start off with SHIB. Is it Shiba Coin? Is that what it's called? Shib Coin? Yeah, Shiba Inu. Let's see what we got. These prices right now. Shib Shib. I just want to look at this uh, this chart here, but kind of the chart kind of looks sexy. I'm not gonna lie. Like that's a pretty decent chart. Um, Do I know like anything about this or anything about crypto? No, (laughs) but I think that that chart is pretty decent. So I'm gonna go bullish with the little knowledge that I have on this. All right, I'm looking at it. I mean, it's still it, in May. It hit it. It 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 has not reached the same peak it hit in May. So I think it's still got room to at least like that insanity. Granted, it's up like a hundred percent in the last week, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. I might um, be looking at the wrong chart. <laughs> I, and I I could be looking at the wrong chart too. Like I got I, I have to pull this up on dot ship us. So um, you can pull it up on Trading View. By market cap, is that what it is on trading view? No, I was looking at the right chart. This yeah. is a pretty decent chart. I like it. I think it's gonna bust out. I think it's gonna bust gonna bust down. Up, up. It's gonna bust up. It could. I mean, it's got it's got a lot of hype behind it. I mean, when these like I sorry if anyone's in, but when like these shit coins just decide to go. Holy like, fuck, dude, look at go. the bid in the ask on that thing. <laughs> this <laughs> thing has a billion on the bid. So, oh my lord! Wait, Austin. So, so what would you consider yourself? Bullish or bullsh- Are you I, bullshit? I, dude, I, I'm I'm bullish only because like it it doesn't. I'm I'm bullish for no other reason than like when these things go, they just go for no reason. Yeah, and I like I don't think it's good long term at all. But it's got yeah. a lot of hype and a lot of trend behind it. And like if it can do anything close to what Dogecoin did like yeah you're 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 stacking so like bullish for no other reason than than people really like to push shit coins related to dogs dude that's what i was gonna say anything <laughs> listen anything now that has any relation to a dog i'm all in like i am all in on any dog related anything that's that's it purely based on yeah, that just am dogs. i seeing this right that on may 11th it opened with a market cap of 244 billion and then now has a market cap of 11 billion uh, like it like it like knife candled all the way from yeah i'm looking at the same thing yeah at. yeah and that's real i think so 
I mean, I know okay. absolutely nothing about it, but I have money in it. So it definitely has room. Well, that's the one thing I was looking at. Like it peaked there in May, but I, I feel like that's the same time like Doge and Bitcoin and ETH all peaked. But yeah. it could do it again. Here's the th- here's my honest opinion, and like you guys may laugh. It, if you have if you have money to to throw into something like this, say you throw in a hundred dollars, fifty dollars. It's just it's just money to throw into something just to forget about. Like if you look at all these people that made millions and millions of dollars on Doge, everyone was saying how stupid they were until it happened. Like none of us here thought Doge would run to whatever it ran to, almost a dollar. Seventy cents. Yeah, eighty cents. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And like people try to make sense of the market, like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. Why would this ever go to a, a penny? Well, I news for you, the stock market makes almost no sense <laughs> I, it really does i mean it almost crypto, even less exactly <laughs> it almost makes no sense so, so you guys you guys heard it here first buy ship over work a <laughs> and also shib coin is the next bitcoin and it's going to fifty thousand dollars per coin yeah essentially yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, don't 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 add any of us on twitter about this though. no <laughs> but, all right cei Oh, oh boy! That's what we're talking what about now. Looks like. Yeah, let me see. I'm pulling it up too. I mean, <clears throat> disclaimer: oh. I was short today, so I how dare just you? Looking, right. How 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 dare you be a bear in this market? How dare you make money? <laughs> I think it's uh, bearish here. I think I'm going dude, bullshit. Dude, I'm, I'm calling bullshit. There's there's no way. The daily it's, chart looks pretty gross. It's look at the volume the last two days as well. Like it's at just least dead. going to one twenty for sure. Yeah. At least one twenty. I think it's. I think it's. I think it goes back under a dollar with by the end of the, by the end of the month. Easy, if not within like a week. I like that. Yeah. To be fair, I think accurate. we've been wrong though every time we've talked about CEI. Probably. So whatever yeah. we say, it might do the complete opposite. I mean, it it might bounce off the it might bounce off the dollar again. Yeah. The the two hundred <laughs> SMA is like right there on the daily. But do you remember when it was like it was at like. It's like a dollar fifty, and we said this is bullshit. And then it ran all the way up, and then at it like yeah. three bucks, we were like, oh, "I think this is bullish." <laughs> this is fucking die. <laughs> yeah, we so, were talking uh, about it with Rodessa. <laughs> yeah. So, so essentially, do do the opposite. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to ten dollars now. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Know. I don't. I don't. I don't believe it, man. The volume is is dying. Like, it's just it just looks bad. It just looks so bad. I think what about that hourly volume is even worse. I think we can classify this as a meme stock, right? Like it's not even an oil, whatever it is, like I think carbon cap, stock, whatever yeah. it is, whatever they're trying to spin it as. At this point, it's a, it's classified as a meme stock. Yeah, the volume today. Yeah, the volume today is real gross. Yeah, I'm saying bullshit. What I'm do you guys call, think? I'm gonna call bullshit. It's I mean, Austin's bullshit. I'm calling bullish. Damn. <laughs> He wants to be the one that's right for on once. Him. For once, I he's mean, bullish on one of us will be right. I'm time. just picking. I'm just selecting the opposite of what I actually think. So. <laughs> there we go. I mean, all right. Last thing we got is the weed sector. I think we've talked about this before. I'm gonna pull up Tilray. Um, I got some names that we can talk about as well. But poor Tilray. Just talking bullish or bullshit, as in just do we think maybe maybe now is the time? Maybe there's I, there's room for it now. Finally. Well, I think it was, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago, but um, there's like a bill coming through like the Senate and the House on like 
decriminalizing weed and or legalizing it like on like a nationwide scale as well as like opening it up for banks so they can like actually or like so companies can work with banks and banks can work with weed companies um so like if that goes through i definitely think like the sentiment will shift for sure yeah i mean looking at it right now before so it had that huge run in like february and january like it's getting to the levels where it was before then like we're at what are we at right now 10 30 and there were a couple times it hit like 10 bucks like 12 bucks before the big run so i could see like some sort of reverse law for one of those pivot points um but right now we're sitting at a like it looks like the wish chart where it's below the 200 the 50 and the 20 um, and it hasn't had any success really getting above the 20 uh, in the last month. So if we can make like a push above the 20, we might be able to like reverse. But it, it looks like this downtrend is pretty damn strong right now. So we need some good news to come out, like some big news. Yeah, yeah, everything's everything's downtrending super heavy. I think yeah. my, my thesis on it is I've seen enough like sectors that have gotten like been forgotten about to like have pretty strong runs and i think this is one that's pretty forgotten about like nobody's talking about this at all i think that's kind of when that's like my time to buy i'm not saying like technically it doesn't the chart doesn't look very good but when you see a a rotation into weed these names are going to get bought up quick so i don't know i think it's so hard because I was looking at Tilray two, three weeks ago, and it looked great. Like technically, it, it looked great to break out, and it and just it didn't. didn't. It didn't, and it just didn't. So, dude, what is what is Entech's new name? Entech has a new name now. I don't know. really because that's one of my favorite weeds to play. Oh, it will trade under the ticker INDP. Oh, I remember. Didn't INDP, wasn't that one of the things that went crazy? Adaptus? Like, yeah. Wasn't, wasn't that, that one went crazy like two weeks ago or a month yeah, ago, right? Yeah, I think that was when the merger closed with, um, maybe not. Yeah, I'm looking at the daily on that. When it went all, yeah, it went all the way up to $28 in a day. Yeah, you guys hear something I, funny? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> was it last year that Entech had like that reverse split? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, dude, I was out getting ice cream and I was in Entech, like pretty big, and they announced a reverse split. I was in line to order. I left and went home. I was so pissed. <laughs> like, I you're was like, I can't afford so this ice cream. I can't afford this ice, ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's too expensive. Mom, we have, you know, and, and we have ice cream at home. I don't deserve this. Yeah. <laughs> dude, but um, like, Entech is a company that gets pushed with weed, like super. I guess it's INDP now. It gets pushed with weed super often and like gets good runs out of it i like jupw as well a lot i like i like acb a lot i've played that one before that one's like an actual stock that actually like an actual ticker that like is a company that has things that i believe like Mm -hmm. can go when weed actually starts to pick up yeah that's a good name watching sofi push 19 dollars here oh look at you i love right now yeah i'm just watching it spies back over 435 now too Kind of nice. Yeah, it's all over the place today, though. It doesn't make any sense. All right, we got about eight minutes to finish up these last two questions. Do it. Let's knock it out. All right, Ant, you wanna you wanna hit us with the next one? Yes. So, <clears throat> by Teddy's request, I must ask, <laughs> what are the best everyday shoes to wear? I mean, hands. 
It's it is it is Vans. Vans. Gray Vans. Gray. Gray Vans. I never had gray Vans, honestly. And also, I'll put a, I'll put a bit in for A6 too. I fuck with A6. Dude, hard. I say like, Vans. I'm not even wearing Vans. Yeah, what are you wearing right now? I don't have I don't have I don't have shoes on. I'm wearing I got I got no shoes on. <laughs> Austin I got toes out. his barefoot up. On the screen. <laughs> no, I don't want I don't want. Hey, the internet does not need does not need it. I heard yeah, you two are right. white Vans people. Oh, I love white Vans. All day, all day. I love yeah. white Vans. They go with anything. White Vans are nice and all, but I just I can't like I can get other white shoes that I'd rather wear. I got these white A6. They're like gel lights. They're Woo! those are fire. Those are fire. A6 are fire. Mine are. I just fire. like I just like white shoes. I don't know. I have like white Janoskis. Like oh, Janoskis are nice, bro. I love Janoskis. Are, I had a pair are... of black and gold ones a while ago. Those are. Fire. Those ones last forever. Black shoes don't yeah. look right on my feet. I've tried. Like I bought a pair of black Vans, and I don't know. Sometimes they make your feet look real skinny, kind of weird. They make my feet look so small. I'm like, my feet are not that small. <laughs> I mean, like, I, a, I, got a, I got a pair of Converse that I, I wear, but they make my feet look like like super long. I'm super skinny, and I just got like tiny like, ankles with skinny jeans on. Like, <laughs> Bro, no, I know the exact feeling because like I have like some, for some reason, my ankles are so little. But like my legs are not little, so then if I wear a Converse plus little tiny ankles and big quads, like it just <laughs> it lo- makes me look fucking funky, dude. Like, oh, it's so weird. But I will say I like I like those Vans, and then I also like A6 the most. Probably. The problem with white Vans is they have like a, a shelf life shelf life of like three months. Like I've probably owned a hundred pair of white Vans. See, but they, then they just become they become my go to like yard oh, work, yeah. like whatever shoe. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, they're like your rave shoes. Transition. <laughs> Those yeah, are your like... rave shoes. <laughs> it's All true. Right. My my, it's true. <laughs> they're the everything shoe. All right. So this last one is uh, something I think about on a probably daily basis. Um, so I have a good answer. So I want you guys to go first. Okay. Where would you hide if the purge happened today and it was for twenty four hours? Where would I hide? Or what are you doing? Are you are you trying to block? Like, are you trying to board your windows and shit? Or what are you doing? I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm going out if I'm doing it. Oh, like, you're gonna go kill some motherfucker. You're gonna. Austin <laughs> <laughs> said I got a list. Austin got a list. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I did not say that. But I didn't say that. I'm just, you know, I'm going out. Like, there's no rules. Like, let's, like, let's, let's see what kind of havoc we can create. Like, let's. Like let's break into some places. Like let's steal some white go. vans, dude. Steal all the white vans, dude. I'll be I'll be set for a year. I get enough for one year, which is like a hundred pairs. You know, that's funny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't think I'd hide. I feel like hiding is the wrong thing. Like if you're on the offense, like I feel like people Best will defense. fuck with you. They'll 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 fuck with you less because you're like you're out there and like ah, this guy's kind of crazy. I don't know what he's doing. He's just trying to steal vans right now. Well, what's wrong. what's your wep- <laughs> what's your weapon of choice then? I feel like I'm gonna go with a with a with a barbed wire baseball bat. Oh, oh that's Lucille. a good one. Until somebody has a gun, and you get nowhere close to them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, Austin's just... running at it. <laughs> this dude has like an AK for his. <laughs> but we just we just hope that doesn't happen. We're just we're close quarters only, hiding between like we're in the mall or something like that. You know, yeah. close quarters only bathrooms. You know, taking people out there. Dark rooms. You got to be inside the dark so they can't yeah, see. You. Some... They can't shoot a gun if it's dark. I'll get some. I'll get some. Uh, some night vision goggles. I'll be set. I'll be oh, sick. Shit. 
Yeah, you definitely look like a psycho with night vision goggles, like stealing all the white vans. <laughs> and a barbed bar wire rat baseball bat. I'd definitely uh, hide in a mall, 100%, or go to a mall. That'd be the best place, I think. Like a really you nice hide mall. hide in there? Like, no, you could, like, like, maybe hide, but like I'd just steal everything, probably. Because you can, a, you know what I mean? Dude, I'd throw, like to steal. We're going to throw it down in a mall, then. Oh yeah. <laughs> and what's your weapon? What are you, what are you taking? What's my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I pass Austin, he has all the fans. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta chase him down. <laughs> um my weapon of choice. I don't I didn't say I wanted to kill anybody like Austin. I didn't say I wanted to, I just didn't say that I didn't want to. I'd just to. be in the mall, dude, getting an Annie Ann's pretzel. You ever have that? You ever have Annie oh, Ann's? Absolutely. Oh, my girlfriend always says they're so good, and I have not had one before. Dude, get it, dude. What do you do with your bum life, then, man? Get it together. You never Ann's pretzels. I see them in the mall, but I don't. I've never had one. Oh I didn't God. go to the mall much. Jeez, the mall actually kind of stinks. Like I don't like the mall, to be honest. Yeah, I can just order I don't anything online. It. You know, like, but I'd be in a mall. Yeah. All right, I dude, I thought through this so many times. I'm setting up shop in a cornfield. You are in Iowa. Who is going inside of a cornfield during the purge? Like you're, you're I'm talking saying. like hiding there? Yeah, I'm hiding there because I'm just trying to survive. You guys are out there like trying to kill people and like chop heads off and stuff. I'm just looking to like make it till tomorrow. I'm going in the cornfield, finding like where the corn is tall and I'm going to have like pepper spray or something. So I don't got to kill nobody, but I'm a pepper spray and kick them a few times, run away. They can't find me again. Cornfields are so hard to find Jesus. like people in. <laughs> I knew That's you were going to say I that. I can eat the corn too, bro. Sweet corn tastes good. What's you that gas station that sells pizza? Casey's. <laughs> I'm surprised you you Casey's. <laughs> Dude, I would live on the top of a Casey's if I could get a free pizza every day. And that's a fact. It, what? what is it compared to Domino's? Better. I'm a, I'll, I'll do the review here soon. Like, I'll do the Teddy Tries, and you guys can actually see the pizza and, like, see what it looks like. Oh, the, so problem is, the problem is, bro, you got one with eggs on it. That's disgusting. Breakfast pizza is the best. I will. Did I have dude, red I'm sauce? Purge you. If the purge happens, I'm coming for you now. If you're gonna, if the dude, it's not okay. It's gonna force feed you eggs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna shove a egg pizza down your throat. No, it's like, it's like cheese sauce, and then it's got eggs and bacon and sausage and shit. It's so good. Oh, I just got if you. You're gonna get shit for this. I'm gonna like unleash the Casey's fan base on you. Like after this ep- or after this episode airs, like people are going to be at you because I know there's at least like 20 or 25 of my followers who get a boner over Casey's. No, thank you. I mean, maybe the regular pizza I'd try, but not the egg one. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mm-mm. We'll, we'll just wait and see. I right, gotta man, try real gotta, pizza. I do need to try real pizza. I haven't I haven't had real pizza before ever in my entire life. Oh, actually, I went to Chicago one time when I was younger. Was that Boston good? Dish. I never had deep dish. Deep dish. It was actually pasta. super good. Huh? That's a, what? Deep, deep, deep dish is just like it's like pasta with cheese on top. It kind of is, to be honest. <laughs> it's great. It's great, but it's just it's it's a lot. You gotta eat with pork. It's like a loaf of bread with like a little yeah, sauce meat, on top. with meat and cheese on top. All right, guys, we gotta we gotta wrap her up here. But um, Austin, we want to say thank you so much for coming on, man, and thank you yeah. for editing everything. Yeah, guys, really appreciate it. It's been it's been good. Hopefully, you know people got something from this and, and the beginner mindset and, and what it, you know, where I started and hopefully keep growing, you know, you'll be yeah. on next season. So we'll, we'll keep to update everybody on like your progression. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's gonna be All sweet. Right. And um, 
Don't forget that on Saturday, there's another episode, everybody. Uh, this is just the midweek episode since the season finale, since we didn't put one out last Saturday. So, uh, yeah, next or on Saturday, it'll be the season finale, and you guys are going to you guys are gonna enjoy it. It's a good one. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Yep. Peace out. See Show you how I'm rocking. Do you all